This is Riz Hatton with the Becker's Dental Pastillo Podcast. I'm thrilled to be joined today by Dr. Richard Hewitt, CEO of Beachside Dental Consultants. Dr. Hewitt, thank you so much for being here today. It's a pleasure to be with you, Riz. Thank you. Now, could you start off by just introducing yourself and telling us a bit about your background? Sure. So, uh, after graduating from dental school, uh, of which my senior year, the uh, prime interest rate was 18.5%, uh, I actually had a direct commission into the Air Force for three years following graduation. So my first assignments were in uh, one year in Korea and then two years in Arizona. After I separated from the Air Force, I had a, started a scratch practice in my hometown in uh, southern Maine and did that for nine years before moving to Florida and uh, buying an established practice there. So I practiced in Florida from 94 to 2008, and I continued on practicing. However, I started my consulting company right around that time and started uh, doing that as an addition to uh, part-time clinical dental work. And I found that I really enjoyed that, advising people Uh, mainly on the operations of their practice. From then on, I moved on to doing other uh, similar type of work, and recently I was named Chief Development Officer for Valmeni, which is an AI-assisted software firm, uh, startup firm that we're working with right now. Fantastic. Thank you. So my first question for you is, What are the biggest issues you're following in dental today? Okay, so there are several, uh, and they're all related in a sense. Um, I mean, the the workforce, the dental workforce is changing very rapidly, as it is for other types of of jobs. But mainly in dental field, uh, you have a large amount of young dentists that are going uh, not traditional. The traditional track was to go into something like the military or government work at first or, or private practice. And what you're seeing now is an increasingly a, a larger amount upon graduation, up to about 30%, that are trying out the DSO world, dental service organizations. And most of them are starting their career working for one of those firms. And those can be found around the country and in some areas of the country Uh, such as Arizona and Florida and Texas, there are more DSOs than there are in other states. So depending on where you graduate and depending on where you set up practice, a lot of practitioners are doing that. The uh, the other item is, you know, you're seeing a lot more technology and also including uh, the type of AI that I'm working on, but you see a lot of technology in terms of delivering dental care. Uh, digital scanning, uh, digital radiographs have been around since the early 2000s, and that that has progressed to a digital workforce, a digital uh, work environment, and uh, so that has also had an intense pressure on changing the delivery of care. Interesting. Thank you. So what are you most excited about and what makes you nervous when thinking about dental? I think I'm excited as far as technology is concerned and how it's going to change dentistry. 
dentistry changed a lot when I was practicing full time, and most of the most of the uh, improvements made my life easier. Whether it was impressions, materials, etc., uh, all that stuff really helped in making you know the practice of dentistry uh, uh, more pleasurable to do and less stressful for the patient. However, I think I think uh, part of it makes me excited. Another part makes me nervous is the amount of technology and the cost of it is getting to the point where your average practitioner, solo practitioner, can't keep up with it. Uh, the cost is the, the technology costs are too much for one dentist to bear. So you you you're getting a natural congregation of consolidation of practices only because. One dentist can't afford to purchase all these uh, high-tech items. So you're seeing that part. Uh, the part that makes me nervous is the workforce. Uh, we're living in a post-COVID world. We have fully 9% uh, of the dental hygienist workforce that never came back to work after COVID. And a lot of those, uh, mostly women, a lot of those were in the retirement age bracket anyway, but uh, a lot of them were either scared or just said it wasn't worth it anymore or thinking about retiring anyway. And with the new, with the rules and the, and the, uh, the danger of acquiring the COVID virus, a lot of them just decided to either switch uh, careers or retire at that point. So that workforce uh, problem has not, um, really solved itself. Uh, they, uh, most states uh, in most areas of the country are needing, uh, or, uh, you know, dental positions are open, whether it's the dentist, the dental hygienist, the dental assistants, front office people. And we're also competing in a world where because of inflation, a lot of other people have moved on to other careers, which offer either higher pay or more benefits. Interesting. So what will the most effective healthcare leaders need to be successful in the next two to three years? I think that if you want to be a healthcare leader, especially, well, you have healthcare leaders and then you have healthcare managers. And those necessarily don't, those could be two different types of people. Healthcare leaders will have to balance the managing of dental practices and also directing where where healthcare needs to be more effective. Uh, so your healthcare leaders could be anybody from uh, people that work in large DSOs, people that work in organized dentistry, like the American Dental Association, the Academy of General Dentistry, or also, you know, anybody that's in 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 the industry. So if you have companies, the companies themselves that are, are traditional healthcare uh, dental industry leaders, such as the dental supply companies, the equipment manufacturing, they will also have to look at what's the most ideal way to deliver their products, uh, to guide people into more efficient because the cost of healthcare has gone up. It's gone up on the medical side and it will definitely go up on the dental side and has gone up just post-COVID only because of the amount of, of uh, inflation that we see and also just the cost of business has gone up, the cost of supplies, all sorts of other cost of benefits, cost of wages, 
others will have to be managed in the next couple of years. Fascinating. Well, Dr. Hewitt, thank you so much for your insights today. And I look forward to connecting with you again in the future. Thank you, Riz. I appreciate it. Enjoy our conversation.